South Korea's progressive opposition bloc, the Democratic Party, used its majority in parliament to approve an unprecedented impeachment measure against the Interior Minister Lee Sang-min. The DP pins the responsibility of failed response to the Itaewon crowd crush on the Interior Minister. This is while the president and the Conservative People Power Party calls the motion unlawful. He was suspended from office and his case awaits a review by the Constitutional Court. For a closer look at the case charged with partisan tensions, we're now joined by Professor Kim Byung-ju of the Hanguk University of Foreign Studies. Good morning, Professor Kim. Good morning. Uh, so Lee Sang-min is the first cabinet minister to be impeached by parliament. Could you maybe first explain the impeachment system? How does it work? And what are the steps to be taken for a full case of impeachment? Impeachment system is there to uh, prosecute uh, high level, uh, very high level uh, government officials and public figures where normal uh proceeding of the legal process may not be possible uh, because of their job protection and, and things like that. So uh, overall, that's what the, that impeachment is there for. Mm-hmm. And the system that we have in Korea, uh, impeachment process itself is divided by two steps. Number one is the National Assembly. The legislature mm-hmm. has to initiate the, the uh, processing of it. And then uh, finally, and the second, after the legislature passes the motion, which you mentioned, the uh, constitutional court has to make its ruling. So initiating the, the motion, uh, getting the process going, done by the judiciary and uh, by, by the uh, legislature, and then uh, ruling done by the constitutional court. That's a two-process, two-step process that we see in impeachment process here Mm. in Korea. And uh, uh, what we see here is, uh, for example, in talking about those two steps, uh, at the legislature, National Assembly, uh, what they need is the motion needs to be initiated with more than one third of the members. And then when it goes through several steps, like the Judiciary Committee and so on, and then when it goes to the main uh, floor of voting, it requires over one half mm-hmm. of the lawmakers taking side with the motion. And this time, of course, the majority inside the legislature, National Assembly, was the Democratic Party. So when once it was initiated uh, that they were saying, uh, you know, it will pass the National Assembly. So it did. And then there's a no surprise. Mm-hmm. Then again, some of you may raise a question. One, no, just one half of the members. So what, what about the presidential case? Presidential case is different. It's a one exception. Mm-hmm. Um, once it gets started uh, for president, uh, National Assembly needs over two-thirds of the votes. So mm-hmm. slightly different. For this one, uh, Interior Minister Lee Sang-min, it, the usual uh, rule applies, requiring more than one half, and then that's what happened. But for presidents like Park Geun-hye and then No mm-hmm. it required over uh, two-thirds of the, of the votes. So... That's uh, usually how it goes. Two steps and then some of the rules inside. Oh, finally, I guess I have to mention the Constitutional Court. Constitutional Court has currently nine members Mm -hmm. and uh, proceeding their hearing has to continue on with more than seven seven or more members present in the court. They will have a hearing and and, uh, examination and all that. And then uh, at the end... uh, 
six out of nine constitutional court or more needs to uh, approve it in order to have the constitutional court ruling in favor of impeachment. So that's even a higher bar here. So okay. two step and then different rules for voting at the National Assembly and the constitutional court. Professor Kim, as you alluded to, we have witnessed presidential impeachment cases before in the country. Uh, how many impe- impeachments of similar kinds have we seen so far? If we are talking about the the total number of impe- impeachment motion being initiated, mm-hmm. um, some of us may get surprised with the numbers. There have been as many as 22, oh. actually, if we combine all kinds of impeachment uh, motions. You know, yeah, motions initiated. The thing is, however, the, the 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 factors that remind us it's difficult to see this impeachment going through and finalized. Number one fact is that out of 22 cases initiated at the National Assembly, only four passed National Assembly. So yeah. four out of 22 uh, approved by National Assembly. And then... Uh, out of this total 22 and then four out of uh, the four cases passed by National Assembly, only one actually got the ruling for at the Constitutional Assembly. That's what we painfully remember, the case of Bakane. Mm. So uh, there are different cases. Well, but when we say 22, uh, all these presidents? No, obviously not. <laughs> uh, we are talking about high-level officials, and uh, that includes... President, Prime Minister, Cabinet members, uh, Supreme Court Justice, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, even it applies to constitutional court members and the uh, the Central National Electric Com- uh, Election Commission and, and others are subject to this. So mm-hmm. that's why we have 22. And we have had several cases of like, uh, mm, like justices, like a Supreme Court Justice, mm-hmm. and then also... The, the prosecutor generals uh, being processed. Uh, you know, I'm talking about these 22 cases. And then, and then several uh, ministers, member of assembly, um, a mem- member of the cabinet, uh, you know, tried at this time uh, through this process. And so that's, that's what we know. And I, I mentioned Park Ness case, which right. was the only one out of 22 that actually went through the whole process and approved by the constitutional court. But if we're going back to the four cases that went through National Assembly, that includes Nomuyan's case, mm. which later struck down by Constitutional Court, Bakanes case, which we just talked about, and then recently, about two years ago, there was a high-level, uh, you know, the the justice Im Sung Gun's case, mm. who was allegedly intervened in rulings of different uh, judges in the within the judiciary. His case went through National Assembly, but it was uh, later struck down by Constitutional Court. Mm-hmm. And then Yi Sang-min's case is the fourth one that mm-hmm. has gone through the National Assembly and the first one as a cabinet member. Okay, so given the rarity of uh, these instances where the initiated cases become motions and face the constitutional court ruling, uh, that's why so much attention is being paid, not just in Korea, but from elsewhere looking in. Can we focus on this particular case, the motion to remove the interior minister? We have heard different speculations on whether or not and when the Democratic Party would push ahead with the impeachment process. So what are some of the more dominant analyses on the timing of it and the big question seems to be, why now? Right, right. Uh, you know, you mentioned whether or not or when. Right. Uh, lots of discussions and uh, even inside 
within Democratic Party, there are all these different views. Actually, uh, I remember it was uh, February 2nd when the, the Democratic Party had their internal discussion and they decided not to go ahead with it at that time. But right. after about a week time, they changed their mind. So, uh, you know, no consensus and difficult decision to be made by the Democratic Party. Uh, factors that's behind this Democratic Party's painful de- decision, knowing that chances for impeachment is so low, one out of 22 uh, cases finalized at the Constitutional Court, which means, for well, Isang Min's case as well, judge, you know, considering one out of 22 probability, it will be very low mm. for a possibility of this case to go through a Constitutional Court. But why do they do that? Different op- observers offer different uh, reasons. Number one, of course, is the demand from the critics of the Itaewon case, including the families that are left behind, uh, you know, the, the victims' families, they've been asking for this action. That's, of course, number one reason. Uh, the other reason is also uh, because of this discussion about whether they should go ahead or not have been so kind of diverse and confusing. Uh, at the end of the day, I guess the Democratic Party had to take an action to show their internal unity. Uh, you know, we have general election coming up April next year, and... Uh, the party unity is really important. So they had to show that party is moving in one direction. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the ways they could do that. And then lastly, uh, critics point out that it has to do with Lee Jae-myung's case, mm-hmm. Lee Jae-myung investigation. And it's kind of like a countermeasure to to check against the Yoon government's move against Lee Jae-myung. So there are three factors that observers uh, have pointed out so far about the causes of because it's behind this uh, uh, seemingly difficult decision on the side of the Democratic Party. Uh, the, uh, again, the vote comes with risks for the opposition. Clearly, as you've said, one in 22 odds seems highly likely, highly unlikely to pass. Uh, they could be seen also as exerting their authority if they lose, in fact, in the constitutional court. So how do we evaluate the decisions and choices made so far by the Democratic Party, President Yoon's presidential office, and his People Power Party? Right, there's two two sides, President mm-hmm. Yoon's party, yeah. People's Power Party, and then on the other side, the Democratic Party that right. passed the, the resolution here. Right. Um, uh, basically, okay, these are two political forces right. fighting over this uh, political issue, uh, keeping in mind the general election coming up next year, I suppose. That's one mm-hmm. thing. And the other way of looking at it is there is... Uh, uh, Legal perspective versus moral perspective. Mm. Uh, legal perspective is the one that's taken by President Yoon's party and President Yoon's office as well. Uh, since there are criticisms flying around saying government should be held responsible and so on, they'd say, okay, let's see whether this government is really responsible behind what actually had happened. Let's go through that in legal sense. Mm. That stance is there. And the reason why Yi Sang-min, uh, despite the calls for his resignation, has been around is because of this argument was making the such stance, saying, let's find out who is really legally responsible and then and then prosecute them. And then after that, let's see what happens in terms of the choices the minister, uh, interior minister makes. Let's wait and see. That was the position of legal perspective. But on the other hand, there's a moral perspective. They're saying, whether a specific person resigning is technically legally responsible or not, this was a, a sad disaster. Mm. And we have to show the gesture for government taking 
uh, moral, broadly defined responsibility for this in facing this, uh, you know, unacceptable level of tragedy here mm. to, to show our emotion and show our uh, moral stance, uh, the resolution to show our resolution that things like this cannot, can never happen again. Mm. Uh, that was the stance, moral stance. So mm. these two were crashing here. And uh, I guess, you know, either side, what, what we see here is, you know, the truth is just like, as always, truth is somewhere in between. Uh, mm. you, you cannot go fully legal mm. on this side. Uh, you know, you can't really, it will be very difficult to, to find someone technically, legally, really responsible for, for what has happened. Mm. And then, then again, you cannot say, well, whole government should resign altogether because of this, you know, from extreme moral perspective. So, so I guess what Korea should have done as a whole, as a community is finding a, a kind of a solution in the middle or in between. But mm. looks like with this processing, looks like the whole situation is going into a kind of confrontation. So mm. that's all the more unfortunate, if you will. Right. Uh, as you've said, only if we can reside somewhere in the middle, but it is clearly charged with partisan tensions. Just the fact that uh, the general election uh, and what's at stakes is being cited as one of the reasons for DP's timing out of all internal unity, uh, a shield against the Lee Jae-myung case, things and so on forth. All in the meanwhile, the country faces mounting economic pressure. So it's most unfortunate that partisan tension is only heated. What are the key implications this case offers for the future, Professor Kim? Yeah, Korean people who will be voting uh, to choose their lawmakers in April next year, they mm-hmm. will be mindful of what you just said, economic challenges and, and the challenges that this country faces as a nation altogether. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But mm-hmm. looks like at this time, this impeachment is happening because of the extremists' voice on each side. Uh, Yoon's party saying, let's go legal about this. Let's find out who's really technically legally responsible. And if there is none, uh, no one should resign. That kind of extreme voice uh, has led this situation up to this moment. Mm. And then the extremist on the democratic side saying, let's hold respond, hold government responsible. Let's have force someone resign on this case. Let's go ahead with it, even through imbe- impeachment. So those kind of extremist voices have been dominating. That's why we are seeing this situation. But my hope and hope of many observers is that uh, people at the end of the day, next April, will exercise their, their power to mm-hmm. hand down judgment. Uh, will they support these extremists? Our hope is that the more of the idealists who seek more of the righteous and mm-hmm. balanced mm-hmm. Uh, resolution mm-hmm. as a Korea, as a community together, they will get more votes than the extremists uh, who are raising this, their voices like this this time. That's our hope. Let's wait and see what happens in April next year. For us again, we always appreciate the balance view. I, I can only hope that uh, the media literacy of any of our listeners might impel them to make the right decision at the polls next year. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.